If she has one million fans, I'm one of them. If she has 10 fans, I'm one of them. If she has one fan, I am that fan. If she has zero fans, I no longer exist. She's an actress, model, showgirl, and if I'm being honest, it's her world and we're just breathing her air. She's Jessa Flux, and this is Slasher Sports Cinema. They say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? I'm the number one fan. We all go a little mad sometimes. God, it knows I'm here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Slasher Sports Show with Billy Graves. That guy is on the move. Like, yeah. maybe not on the move, move, but like he never stops. Ever. No, he was uh honestly like he was really shocking to me um working with him because he had far more energy than I have, and I do believe he's in his mid-70s. But I mean, he was showing up early in the morning and he was partying to early in the morning and then somehow doing it again, like every single day. Um, whereas I was dragging ass, like seriously, like, yeah, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I'm like after, you know, eight hours just doing mundane work, I'm ready to come home and nap. Yeah. Same. And, yeah. And you're, you're right. He's uh mid to late seventies and there's no reason for him to have to do anything for anyone. Um, well, I think he really enjoys it, to be honest with he you. Does. Like he um and it's like a way of life for him since he's always been the face of trauma. I mean, he's actually in um as a, a major player of trauma with a whole other guy um that I don't know his name. It's Michael, I believe, something. But um he that other guy is not interested in really being the face of anything. Like he just has like ideas. And he's like a business partner for him, basically. But like, I mean, Lloyd does all this stuff um, damn near for nothing. Like, I mean, I think they give him like a little bit of money to show up. And then also, you know, they put him up in like a hotel and everything. And then he sell he, we sold out everything at the booth just because he was there and people wanted to take pictures with him. But he didn't even require purchase to take a picture with him or get something signed. So you would get a lot of people like in the line that were just like, they had like a toxic Avenger action figure that they've had for 30 years and they wanted him to sign it. And he was so gracious with like everybody. And I, honestly, like, uh, I don't know. Like I, I would want to be like that gracious, but like, if I were that famous, like, I'm not sure I could be like, I would, I don't know. I mean, he obviously sold everything out of everything at the booth. So that is money right there. But you know, He's the face sure. of it. He has to show up, you know. But he had a funny quote, and I can't remember exactly how it went. I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw it up. But it was something along the lines of like nobody makes movies and loses money better than I do. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's something along those lines. I think I and, heard him say that like a lot. 
It's it's really close. Yeah, and you're right though. He will drop everything he's doing and help your film. Yeah. No matter like you could have the, the slightest relationship with trauma and he's there. And yeah. there's something to be said for that. It really is a labor of love for him. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, I mean, it's his life's work, you know, but it's like they say, you know, you do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. I don't know how true that is because it just feels like he's being dragged in all these different directions and he always seems to come through. Yeah. I think he had a big, a uh, big role in, um, he was the, he was the guy in Cuck Island. Yeah. Um, he was uh, the, the main villain at the end uh i haven't watched all of cuck island yet well i mean it's it's only basically uh what what would you call it Uh, it's screening in in certain locations yeah locally in new york right Uh, reeves was kind enough to let me screen it when he came on and i'm very uh happy he allowed me to do that because it's it's fun to see your friends doing good things right yeah no he was really awesome i'm really glad that he had me to do that little intro uh for the movie i hope it's still in there i think it is (laughs) it was in the version that i saw okay yeah and it's funny because i did not immediately i didn't know you at the time Mm -hmm. like i wasn't familiar with you as in you know with your name Mm -hmm. um that didn't come along until later because honestly i did not grow up watching a lot of trauma films Okay, I knew the Toxic Avenger. Um, yeah. I was kind of in a just on, in a different zone when it came to horror film. Right. And just, you know, trauma wasn't like something I was watching. However, I have an old classmate who was making a film in our little one horse town where we're from. And I said, you know what? I want to take this website and we're not only going to cover sports, we're going to cover horror films and I'm going to head that up. And I wanted to talk to him and just kind of be like, you know what? You're, I know you, I've known you for 20, 30 years or whatever it is. And I just want to put your film, you know, maybe promote it as much as I can on our website. All I did was a little article. It was just a little article to say, Hey, support the film. Here's the, the Indiegogo or um, Kickstarter, whatever it was. And you know, the friend is Ben Johnson. He's, you know, from the same small town I'm from. But yeah, so, you know, of course he directed uh, Where Deer and I think you had a part in that as well, right? I haven't gotten to screen that one. Okay. I I thought so. I have not screened that one because it's not together yet. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's together yet. Right. Hopefully soon. But then. That's a trauma movie though. Correct. At at least a co-production, right? Because, you know, Ben and his crew have their hand in it. Of course, they're yeah. getting pushed big by trauma, which is fantastic for him because I don't think anybody deserves uh, the success that, you know, they deserve more than Ben does. He's a hard worker and he's got a very good uh, constructive crew around him. I, I like every one of them. And it was because of that article that I started to meet some people who I, I think are going to be lifelong friendships. Um, yeah. Talking about like the Ben Schatzel. He's I mean, the guy will. You know, he said that he was going to come out and he would help me, you know, work on my film. And I was like, Ben, I don't have anything on paper and you're already planning on coming to Tennessee. OK, fine. You can come. It's fine. But on top of that, there was uh, Reeves Elliott, Brandon Bassam, um, Jasmine Hanks, um, 
there's just so many names that it's going to be impossible to come up with them all. Oh, but it, it's just a really fun thing. And again, you see faces. You can't put names to the faces yet because you don't know them. And then um, there was the film that I really want to talk about this later. You get your your thoughts on it. But when I saw Murder Size, oh, I was yeah. immediately. I haven't seen the film, obviously. But when I yeah. saw the uh, the trailer. I was immediately turned on to this to this film because it really throws back to just completely unrelated things that were huge in the 80s. Yeah. And I'm I'm really glad you guys made this film. I'm very glad you made it the film. Part of it for sure. Like it's gonna be so aesthetic. Like it's gonna be I mean, they like I wore a like a, a bit of lingerie. Um, in my, because I'm a B movie actress in the movie, and then they show one of my clips from one of my B movies in the movie, and so I had to dress, and they got me this actual '80s negligee that they ordered off of eBay. Like everything is really like authentic in that movie, and uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, and and I really got to be funny in it, and like that's kind of my. Th- well, I love to be funny. Like, uh, you know, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a, like a like a stand up comedian. So, um, to get that opportunity to like really like improv on set, like I knew what we were where we were going, but like I got to like actually improv. With, do you know who Drew Marvick is? Yes. Okay. So yeah. So we had this hilarious scene, and I don't want to give it away. But I mean, we just went crazy with it and we just like went on and on and on. They didn't like want to stop us at all because we were just being so ridiculous like the whole time. With, with improv. But, uh, you improv the scene. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I don't know what the editing's going to be like. I know they're not finished with it yet, but like I hope that they get to include some of that ridiculousness in there because I think that people will really love it. I mean, I think it's going to be fucking awesome anyways, but like um, I'm really proud of my part and I can't wait to work with Paul and Angie again because they were like so like down to earth and cool. And it was my first movie, like going to Cal. That's the farthest I've gone for a movie, California, you know, and it was in Sacramento. And so that was really exciting to me. I mean, it's not Hollywood, but it's damn near close. And, um, you know, I I had a good time and they were just so welcoming and just, just cool people. And, uh, I, they have done some other really awesome projects. I don't know if you've seen them, but, um, I've checked them out and, uh, anything that they do from here on out, if they're willing to get me out there, then I'm willing to do it. Cause like, they are a lot of fun and, um, they get things done. Like, you know what I mean? Like we had a heat wave in Sacramento when we were filming that. And um, the studio that we were filming in, uh, nobody got there early to turn the air on. And of course, I don't know if you know this, God. but when you're when you're filming, you cannot have the heat or the air on. Like I damn near almost turned off the heat <laughs> um, to do this because like, I'm just so used to it. You don't want that hum. So we couldn't sure. have the air on and we were doing those like aerobics moves, which I did the choreography by the way, but we were doing those moves and um, just, I mean, hundred something degree weather inside where you're baking and um, but they were so cool about it. Like they gave us plenty of breaks. They gave us plenty of water and of course, like whenever, you know, we were taking breaks as a whole set, they turned on the air and everything. And then the next day we filmed, they let the air run overnight. So, you know, it was just a matter of they didn't realize it was going to be that hot and uh, nobody got there to turn it on the day before. You know what I mean? So um, it was like, but we, 
like it's like re regardless of what they're faced with they overcome it and they get shit done and i like that you know and they get it done well and you're talking about angie dialba and paul ragsdale um how yes. did you end up working with them mm. how did that meet how i guess what did that meeting or that first conversation sound like uh well paul reached out to me um just because i think he saw that um i was i've been working a lot in indie horror in the last year particularly um, I started in actually 2017, but of course, like I just did one movie. I waited for it to come out. I was like waiting for another chance to do something, but then that came out and that was Cannibal Hookers and people just like loved it. So like, they were like, let me work with you. And then of course, you know, 2020 happened and that put us all off of nobody was doing any kind of filming or whatever. But um, I guess he right. just saw that I was working with people in this kind of small industry you know and uh he got a hold of me and he just asked me like if i would be interested if i would like to read it um i'm really like a stickler for reading a script before i say yes just because there's certain things um i don't want to be a part of and and not only just like me being in that a certain type of scene like i have boundaries you know but there's sure. like there's stuff that like i just if it's in the movie i don't want anything to do with it like personally um, like I'm not like, you know, real prudish or anything, but like, no, you know, there's just certain not. things, um, that like, I just don't want to have uh, a hand in. I don't want to be like, even like remotely like related to. So, um, anyhow, so I, I said, let me read the script. Let me check it out. And, um, I just got immediately excited. Cause I mean, I'm playing a girl named Candy. Who's like, like I said, like an eighties B movie actress that's doing this workout video as like a stepping stone in her career. And, um, it's just, it's a hilarious, it's kind of funny. Cause it's like me, you know, like, it's like, I'm, uh, like, like I do a lot of booby movies. Let's just be honest with it. And like, that's who candy is and that's what she's all about too. And it's just like playing myself, but like in the eighties or something. So I was really hyped to do it and I can't wait to work with him again. And I think we're doing only things. That was something that he's uh, interested in doing. And I was like, I read that script too. It's hilarious. And I course, love that title. Yeah. Like it's like vampires, but like they have a website. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I used to joke around that I was going to you know, start my own um, app and it's only going to be baking goods. It would be only flans. And <laughs> I thought, man, you can't get any better than only flans, but yeah. no, only fangs is a yeah. little better. Yeah. But no, you're right. Uh, that that whole aesthetic from Murder Size is yeah. just mesmerizing because mm -hmm. you, you want to go back to, you know, 80s. Uh, we talk about scream queens a lot in horror, right? But in the 80s, that was the there was nobody hotter than those fitness queens. Okay, I'm talking about Jane Fonda, Suzanne Summers. uh, Tammy Lee Webb. Tammy Lee Webb comes to mind because, geez, she was like so ahead of her time. I don't know because Tammy Lee Webb is. Um, I think she she came out with the uh, the Buns of Steel stuff. Oh, okay. okay? okay. And, like nobody was caked up in the eighties and popular for it. Tammy Lee Webb was like the first one that I remember like having those cakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like it, it just wasn't the thing in the eighties. You wanted like big up top, flat in the bottom. We don't want anything in the back. This is that's gross, right? But no, times are a changing, right? If we're being shallow about it, let's be honest. But Tammy Lee Webb to me was like the first, and I was like, whoa, okay, this is different. This is very different because even if you watch, um, I don't know, what's that film with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis where she and 
uh, Travolta or in that fitness class and they're flirting back and forth and she's leading. The, I think it's called perfect. Uh, I know perfect 10. I've seen the scene that you're talking about, like in uh, like those flashback shows where they're talking about the eighties and it's kind yeah. of like vulgar. Like she's like thrust. It is like, so vulgar, sexy. like hip thrusts. I've like, never seen the movie though, but I know you exactly what you're talking the video. About. Yeah. It's, but it's amazing. It, it's amazingly bad, but it's amazingly great at the same time because <laughs> nothing really encapsulated that whole vibe quite like that movie. Like yeah. I, I remember specifically early 90s ESPN2. We had just gotten cable and I was in uh, I want to say I was in my early years of junior high and Kiana's Flex Appeal came on ESPN2 right at 7 a.m jessa okay 7 a.m keep in mind i i'm supposed to catch the bus at 7 10 a.m i missed the bus many mornings because of kiana's flex appeal okay there was just something about that that fitness chick vibe and of course kiana was like one of the first super muscular chicks that got you know really hot on tv yeah but I mean, you had the the fitness craze, you know, Richard Simmons, like not us, not a physical specimen, but there was not a bigger celebrity outside of film than Richard Simmons. Yeah. Okay. And it was just a lifestyle that was changing. And if you could find things in that sub sub genre subculture that you found sexy, then why not mix it with horror? And we just didn't get that in the eighties. I'm so glad um, th that this film is being made because it was a big part of, I guess, you know, like young men's lives. Yeah. They were like, man, did you see Fonda on whatever show she was on? <laughs> and there was no reason for them to be that famous. Like they're literally just, you know, gyrating on screen to like a four count and some really bad music. Yeah. But God damn it. It was great. Yeah. And now you guys have made a, a film and it stars. Well, not stars, but you've got a, an appearance by uh, Ginger Lynn. Yeah, and that's yeah. pretty amazing. Um, She's done other movies for Paul and Angie as well. So they have like a really good work working relationship. But I think that's so key that they brought her into this because I believe she even had her own workout video um, that she distributed. So it's just like she was super popular in the 80s and she was like the hot shit back then. So it's really fitting that she's like a part of it, you know. And unfortunately, she filmed the weekend after I filmed because they, they basically ah. filmed in two weekends and I didn't get to meet her. And um, I have a weird story about Ginger um, that I will share with you now. Um, Do she, tell. Con she contacted me um, a couple several years back. Uh, I would say like right before maybe 2016 or something. And um, before I was like an OnlyFans model or whatever, I had my own website. Like I was one of those like pioneers of the- You still like, do. I do, but it's right. like, I, I don't update it anymore. I go ahead- So and it's secondary it to the uh, the big platform? Yes, yes. I leave it up because um, it's, like a, it's like a backlog of like work that sure. I, I started with. And it's- yeah, Don't ever lose it. Filmed. You know, it's it's filmed on like really crappy cameras and um, webcams and stuff, but it's uh, people love that shit. So um, I still get it. A it feels raw. It. I think that's what yeah, it is. yeah. It's it's like what it is. 
but anyhow, she, she discovered my Twitter account, which was like promoting my, uh, old website. And she asked me, um, to be on her, I believe it was a radio show. Like, I don't think it was a podcast. I think it was a radio show. And she was like on, I, I don't know, maybe serious radio or something. And I totally forgot about it. <laughs> um, and I like, I wasn't as organized then as I am now about like knowing where I'm supposed to be and like actually showing up. Um, I used to be kind of flaky. So, um, she, I got the phone call from her producer trying to like line everything up, get everything ready for me to be on there. And I was like at the mall and I was like, Oh, I totally forgot. And I know who Ginger Lynn is. Like I've always known who Ginger Lynn was because like, um, right out of high school, <laughs> me and my friends, we stole, uh, her her mother's best friend's porn collection and all we all watched it um and ginger lynn was in one of the uh the movies it was called like blame it on ginger and we loved that one we, like we would quote it all the time because we just thought it was so funny um we'd watch this like not even getting aroused like it was just like a funny thing that we all did we called them porn parties anyways so um i didn't do the fucking interview and i've always regretted that and i doubt she even remembers it but she might and um i just want to like apologize to her but not like over you know the internet like i want to apologize in person i was really excited i was hoping that i'd get to meet her and be like Hey, like you asked me to be on your radio show at one time and like I flaked out and I'm so sorry. And, you know, I hope that we can continue to have like a good working relationship. I'm really excited to be in this movie with you. Um, and I didn't get that chance, man. And like, I'm kind of, I'm bummed out about it, but hopefully like I'll get to meet her cause she does a lot of conventions. And uh, I just started doing conventions like a couple months ago, really. I've only done a couple. And uh, so I'm hoping that I run into her at a convention and I can just like introduce myself and just be like, hey, well, I murder size with you. Today is your lucky day. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ginger Lynn to the show. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would be so hyped. It would be pretty good, right? Yeah, that would be like really like um, like those those talk shows in the 90s where they would just have somebody come on and like be like, I'm going to tell a big secret. And then the person that the secret was about, they like walk <laughs> they out, walk right like, out. Like they knew it was going to come out. It couldn't be scripted. Right. She Could not be scripted up from behind my couch. And she's like, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she's got a wealth of knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Whether or not you're into the content, it doesn't matter. She has an immense wealth of knowledge she she's like part of the who's who crowd. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's no like Mount Rushmore, if you will. And I will. She's on <laughs> Mount Rushmore. So fuck it, you know, and you know, not to spoil anything about like any of my friends films, I wouldn't want to do that. But again, I did screen uh, the secret of cuck Island and mm. you know, who else opens this thing up looking only as she can look Jessa flux waving the red, white, and blue make me feel like a real American. And I thought, <laughs> You know, Reeves, Reeves Elliott, you son of a bitch. You do not know people who look like this. So how did you get hooked up with Reeves and well, Cuck Island? Reeves was, uh, you know, involved in um, Curse of the Were-Deer. So I think they just were looking for somebody that had uh, titties and would show them, you know what I mean? And so uh, I think he was talking to Ben about this idea because the movie was finished uh, whenever they contacted me to do that little intro um, but they just wanted a little bit of something to spruce it up or something. I don't know. That's how I like sold it to me. 
and uh, well, I, I drove. Fuck, man. I mean, that there's that's one way to say it because within the first few seconds of this film, um, hell, there a guy has urinated, no, vomited, ejaculated, and shit on a crew on a couple of people making out in the woods. So there has to be a counterbalance. <laughs> there has to be something to offset that. And he, he once told me that the whole point of a scene like that is to get rid of the people who are going to be offended so they can go ahead and walk out and then like the movie that. can start. And then the movie can start. So I'm probably going to, you know, have somebody like, murder some puppies or something you know, <laughs> when, when I finally make my debut. I don't know. It's, it's, it's still in the air, but it's good. I'm, I'm glad you, um, you know, I'm glad we had the same somewhat circle of friends, you know, and uh, I really look forward to their work. It's, it's fun. It's unadulterated. It's unapologetic, most importantly. <laughs> and, you know, I couldn't put it better than my good friend, Ben, when he said, look, if you want to make a thing, go out and make the thing. There's nothing stopping you. You don't have to have crazy connections to make a movie. All you need is a camera, a brain, and an ink pen, and you can make it happen. So, yeah, I tell people that all the time because, you know, being that I've been in a few movies now, people always come up to me. They're like, yo, man, like, I've got, like, a script that I've been working on since 1992. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, man. Like, I appreciate that you're wanting to be creative. But the thing is, you just got to do it. Make it with your phone. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, there's been some movies that have won awards made with iPhone 4. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Just right. make it with your phone. Just I think because I want to make a movie and uh, I haven't I have like the outline for the script and I haven't really like laid it all out yet. But it's gonna be goofy. It's gonna be a goofy kind of horror movie. You know, like not serious at all. I, that's not my style, at least not at this time. And but you know, it's like I just need to sit down and do it. And I try to tell other people to do that as well. Like if you have a brain, like you said, and you have an idea you can make a script and then from there you can film it either on your own. I mean, I've been in some, some shit house movies, you know what I mean? Like, like whenever I watch them, I'm just dying laughing at the quality, you know, but that makes them, you know, honestly, that's like part of it. Like that's what people go out and they seek these, these independent movies for, you know, I think when people like want it to be a masterpiece and, and, you know, they, like they, they set their, I hate to be like, you're setting your sights too high, but, they're setting their sights too high, you know, like it's not going to be Citizen Kane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, you don't have the same kind of stuff as like people in Hollywood or Netflix has like, just make it like make the movie, show it to your friends. And if nothing else, you can go to your dying like bed and be like, I made a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that in itself is such an accomplishment to get it together and not only film it, but then get it edited, whether you're doing it yourself or you're hiring somebody to do it. Um, all of that stuff is a huge undertaking. It is, but like, it's not going to get done unless you start making it. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it won't end unless it starts. You are, yeah. You're 1000% correct. And I'm glad you said that about Citizen Kane, because <laughs> you, if you scour these Facebook uh, groups, horror groups, God damn it. How do I put this? You don't go watching a film called don't fuck in the woods <laughs> and, and come to Facebook like Roger goddamn Ebert 
giving his dissertation on the Godfather. It's just yeah. not the same. And back in the day, you know, I hate to keep bringing up the 80s, but I'm going to do it again. Back in the 80s, we used to look at horror and say, you know what? It was terrible and I fucking loved it. And the whole point of this thought process is that bad horror is better than bad any other kind of genre. Oh, And I will go to my deathbed saying that. And Ben said another thing. And I'm so, like, blown away with what he said. But one of the big points that he brought up was that if you're doing a film and trying purposely to make it bad, it's going to be a piece of shit. Yeah. But if you put every bit of your heart into it, and it just doesn't come out looking like you want it to come out, but it's finished and it happens to be bad. It's so much easier to become endeared to this film. Yeah. And I, I, I stand behind that 1000%. If you make a bad film aiming to make a bad film, ironically, it's not going to fly and yeah. I'm not going to care about it. Yeah. But you know, you put together a, you know, put together a cook Island <laughs> and we know that you're, your heart and soul was behind it. My fucking heart and soul's behind it because why? Because you're my friend. You fucking made the film, and now I want to see it and I want to show it to other people. And you want to tell because people about it, you right? Busted your ass, exactly. Yeah. And you know, Jessa, listen. I hope you rule the fucking world one day. You kind of recently said, kind of recently, um, something that resonated with me. What's that? Okay, you, you you expressed, and I don't remember which social media this was on. Again, I'm just meeting you fuckers. I don't know you people, you know. But it was on one of our social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, you expressed a desire to, I think you said, to star as the main antagonist in a horror film. Did you uh, not say that? I'm, I'm sure. You said, I, I, want, I want to be the killer in a horror film, basically yeah. is what you said. Yeah. Okay. And like it jarred something loose in my head. Yeah. It made me want to, at the very least, get a screenplay together, whether it's a short, a very, very short, or (laughs) just something on paper, you know, completed using the vessel of a woman as the antagonist, as the killer, and for it to be like a slasher home invasion type film. And I think, you know, there have been numerous female antagonists. You know, Annie Wilkes from Misery, one of my favorites. Mia Goth, specifically from Pearl recently. Um, it, it pisses me off that it's not going to get any Oscar love, but it should. Why isn't um, Because they don't take the horror films seriously. I didn't know they, that. They, because they have, to, they have to fucking rename something as a psychological thriller for, for anything to get any kind of credence in, you know, in the Oscar voting process, I guess. Um, but I mean, you, you've got your exceptions. Silence of the Lambs is one, but they rebranded it as you know a psychological thriller. But either way, I mean, these are two characters that I absolutely love. Um, however, you know, as I'm writing, I'm making the conscious effort to you know not make it ironic that the killer is a woman. I want the victims to simply know that they're fucking dead because she wants them dead. And I know that you've got to have similar aspirations um, in in your screenwriting. Um, I'm so glad you're further along than I am because I can't seem to get over this block of, you know, I guess the creative block. Yeah. So what do you have planned? Like what, 
you say you want to do something maybe a little less serious, maybe something along the the same vein as maybe something like trauma has has had going on for decades now. Yeah. So what do you what do you got on paper? Anything that you can divulge without spoiling it? I don't want to. I'll be honest with you, because like a movie is coming out or has come out recently that is kind of it sounds similar to the idea that I have, except it's totally different. <laughs> But I like I just feel like, you know, ideas come. I've had this fucking idea for um, like probably two years now and I haven't actually like written out the script yet, but I will. That's like that's like my resolution for the New Year's is to get the script down. And I have so many people that I've like talked to about it, um, not on podcasts, but, you know, like individually. And, and I have a lot of supporters that want to back this movie. So uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's don't. going to be, I hope, ridiculous. Um, just very stupid and um, fun and uh, just like cartoon ridiculousness. Kind of like trauma. I don't know if I'll have enough sick out type of things like how trauma does. But if I have any opportunity to do so, I will, you know, absolutely. But um, I, uh, I'm really excited about this project and, um, I, I hope I can, uh, get it done at least started by the end of next year. You know what I mean? Started filming and everything. So, um, cause I, I what the one thing I've noticed with doing independent films is the process takes a long time. It takes a lot longer because you don't have the money and the, like the manpower to just crank it out like Netflix can. So, sure. you know, like I do a lot of movies and then the post-production is just, it's just lagging on. And that's not any dig to anybody that I've worked with. that doesn't have their movie out yet. It's just like, that's just the reality of the thing because, you know, like either they, think they can edit the movie together and then they realize I'm not skilled enough for this and I need to hire somebody and then they have to raise the additional funds to be able to hire that person etc so um I think that uh with because of the work that I've done within the community I know enough people that I know I want this person on effects I know I want this person to do the editing I want this person to do the filming etc and um, those people are willing to work for me. So I feel like I already have my team like pulled together. Uh, I just now I have to get it on paper, you know what I mean? So I can send it to people and get the actors hired, et cetera. You know what I mean? But um, sure. that's all I'm going to say. I won't speak of it. I don't know. That's that that's plenty, though. That's that's more than I ask for. So that's but I perfect. mean, they, with that said, like, you don't have to know who you're going to like work with if, if you're if you want to do anything you just have to like try like I mean I know that sounds like so simplistic and like people might like get mad at me for saying that but it's just like so many people come to me and they're like oh you do like you're an actress and movie like horror movies like I would love to do that I'm like we'll do it then <laughs> you know like call contact these people I can give you three directors right now that would hire you based on looks alone or whatever they have to offer you know what I mean? There's a lot more than looks that a person has to offer. Maybe they look weird. They're going to hire you for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like you, you can get hired to do a, a movie. Like if you have an idea and you get the right person to read that script, they're going to give you the money to hire the people to get it done. It's just yes. a match, like putting yourself out there. And I feel like so many people are just overwhelmed uh, by the creative process. You know, like they're just like, 
you know, I can't, you know, I don't know who's going to like, like this. It's like, just make it, you know, like, and then see, and then your next movie. And like a lot of people, I don't know that I plan to do two, you know, more than one movie. I just like to do the one because it'd make me feel really awesome. But you know, list. yeah. But like, if, if like a lot of people I know, they have their first movie and it's not the best, you know, like for whatever reason, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean like the script was bad. Like, Maybe the right. person you hired to film it or maybe the equipment that they had, uh, it wasn't the best. It didn't come out the best for whatever reason, but they got it down and they made it and they released it. And now they've made a fucking phenomenal movie because they have that experience. So like, just do your thing, you know, like the first couple of movies I did, I don't feel like I did the best acting job. You know, I feel like I've learned how to act on the set, like from watching other people asking, like, how did you pull that out of yourself? Like, you know, how did you go about like uh, developing this character or whatever? And most people that are creative, they love to talk. So you can get them to like tell you any kind of way that they uh, procured like that, like that accent that they developed for that role or whatever. Like they'll tell you like how they went about doing anything. People that film, they love to tell you about the lighting. They're like, let me tell you about this light. Because you're like, well, how did you make it look like that? Well, we use this and this is why. And, and that we use the color temperature of this. And we put like a backlight. You know what I mean? Like people will talk to you about anything if they're creative. I don't know what it is. I'm sure you've experienced this yourself, you know, with like directors, that friends of, that you know. You can ask them anything and they'll go off about it forever. So I Listen, think that most people just, just this last week. Sorry, just just this last week, I had James Boylan on, and he was he's a sound guy, you know, mm -hmm. primarily. And I kept telling myself that I'm not going to have anything for him. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to be able to talk circles around me. I'm going to look completely clueless because sound is not my thing. Yeah. I think sound is of the utmost importance in a film. And I hope oh, yeah. when, your, when your film does happen that you get the most badass sound person that you can find because it's it's half the film but all i had to do is throw out a little line yeah and james james was gonna run with it he he's an amazing guy and he's an expert in his film in his field rather you get that expert in their field and they won't shut the fuck up about it and oh, yeah. i really hope they don't because they deserve to be heard yeah now as far as you go jessa though you you um you have more projects coming up in 2022 2023 then i think you've had in your entire career like half yeah. of your library is coming up in the next little bit so you've been busy the hustle's yeah. paying off yeah i'm trying <laughs> you're you're succeeding you know i just saw a film called he knows that you were in yeah okay. Yeah, and and, and we, when we spoke last, uh, you mentioned it was on Hulu. I said mm, I, I can't find it on Hulu. It's actually on Tubi. Yeah, uh, sorry. Tubi for free. It's all right. Uh, I found it. I watched it. I was happy. But listeners, you can watch this thing on Tubi for free. It's a Christmas horror film. I'm a big it's fan. It's also of. on Amazon Prime if you don't have uh, Tubi. Correct, Amazon Prime. I do not have Prime. I'm a Tubi guy. Um, okay. You know, got Shutter, got you know Netflix, Hulu. Just don't have Prime, but I did see the film. Very big fan of uh, Christmas horror films. There's just something wonderful about taking a time that's supposed to be completely joyous and turning it red for the wrong reasons. But you also have another fun Christmas horror film coming up on the horizon, do you not? 
Yes, it's XXXmas. I'm glad you said that because I didn't know how to pronounce it. Correctly. I'm not sure was, that's how you pronounce it either, but that's it, how I'm it, <laughs> it might be Triple Xmas. It might be XXXmas. But tell me about it. It looks like a fun project. Um, well, I'm really excited to do this because Drew Marvick is going to be uh, the Santa, the Dirty Santa. And um, like I said, we had such a freaking good time on Murder Size. So uh, I'm really hyped to work with him again. And everybody that's been pulled in that I know of, like that I have worked with in the past, they're awesome. They're super professional and everything so i'm 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 really excited about it we're promoting it now we're trying to get funding um it's actually been going pretty well like i've been i need to push it probably a little harder so check out jessadoesitall.com for the link to the indiegogo uh if you would like to pre-order your copy because that's how i always recommend people they're like how do i get your movies how do i get your movies i'm like well if you pre-order your copy, not only will we be able to hire an editor and get it out quicker, but it'll come straight to you, you know? So go there and pre-order your copy. But um, this is going to be a really fun project. I don't want to give too much away as far sure. as like, the plot line and everything, but it's what you would expect with a name like Triple X. <laughs> so um, it's not a porn. It's not a porn, but it's based on porn people. Um, and it's and like the director, uh, James Dean, He's really dedicated to not um, representing sex workers in a negative light. Uh, he wants to be as realistic about uh, the people in the industry as he can. And I really respect that. And I'm, I'm happy to be a part of something like that, you know, because uh, as a person that like, that's my background, like I am a model and a dancer, you know, at bars. So um, I just, I don't ever, I hate it when people always say like, oh, well, she's a stripper. She has to do, you know, she has to be on drugs or whatever the case may be, whatever silly stereotype that um, they have in mind uh, for that, you know, you know, career path or whatever. Um, right. He doesn't want to like spin it that way. And so I really, really, really respect that. And I'm excited to, to do that for him and be that realistic, you know porn star for him whereas you may have a serial killing sex worker you're probably also going to have a mother of two who's very responsible and only wants to get off of work in time to go to the bank before she goes home right yeah. so you're, you're going to have it all and listen just a big part of the reason that you've got so much on your plate right now is your content creation uh before we go any further do you want to tell your listeners uh our listeners uh where they can find your work yeah, you can check out my website. It's jessadoesitall.com. And that has all of my links on there. It has uh, links to my Instagram pages. And yeah, I did say pages because <laughs> I have a backup. And then I also have one for my makeup um, because I am a makeup artist as well. I do a lot of events and weddings and stuff. And I also have hair on there too because I do I do hair as well for a living. Um, and then, uh, it also has my only fans. It has, uh, my TikTok. even though I'm not very, um, I need to be a little bit <laughs> more, uh, creative with those things. But, um, yeah, you can find me on all of my stuff on just But what's most important is that you can find any projects that are current, currently raising money to be either made or finished to be made, or you can pre-order them like murder size. You can still pre-order because it's a, 
its campaign is in demand. So you can still uh, do your contribution there and get your Blu-ray already ordered. It'll come straight to you and that'll be out in early next year. And then you can also um, help out with the triple Xmas. Now I'm calling it that because you said that. And that honestly, I feel like that rolls off the tongue a little better. Um, it does, doesn't it? It does. Triple Xmas. But you um, get an IMDb credit for that. You really should. You really should. But um, you can get a you can get a copy of that pre-ordered. And uh, so I always try to promote the movies that I'm a part of. You know what I mean? Because um, as an actress, I think that's really important. I saw a post uh, from a director earlier today that was kind of complaining and it was like, why do actors and actresses that I've worked with never promote the movie that they're in? And some people were like, well, it's not their job. Like they get paid to do the acting and then they, you know, go home and they're done, you know, and I get that. Uh, but, you know, personally, like I want people to see my work, like whether you buy the copy of the movie for me or if it's on Tubi and you can see it there, like, please go see my work, like go see what I can do you know, so I can make more because the more like traffic I can generate towards Tubi or Amazon Prime, you know, we just had the embalmers go up on Amazon Prime. You can rent it or you can buy it on there. And I also have copies for sale of a lot of these movies. So you can always hit me up and uh, I'll send it straight to you with a little note saying thank you. <laughs> like, and I usually like, I usually, I have like a lot of knickknacks. So I throw that stuff in the package too, just random shit. Um, so any package for me is very exciting. You always get some kind of random extra gift with it. But, um, yeah, I always, I try to promote my movies cause I want people to see them. You know, I want, I want like the whole point I feel like of being an actress or a performer of any kind is to be seen. Right. So like, Correct. I'm just going to like share it to the end of time, but, uh, just You can always see what I'm up to and you can see my IMDB on there too. And we're going to have that link and most all your links in uh, the episode description to this episode. Um, guys, I've already been uh, getting a little bit to uh, murder size myself for five bucks. You get a social media shout out. It's one of the perks on Indiegogo. So why the fuck not? Right. Yeah. Plus, you get to see this really banging ass movie. And yeah. Justin, should we go ahead and look at the trailer? Go ahead. Let's rock this thing out. Okay, so we might need to evolve. Look at her. Just look at her go. We are going to make a fortune. This couldn't be any cooler. Calm down, August. Okay, so <laughs> is it so that's Kansas, right? Yeah. So I didn't know a lot about Kansas before this film. And as it happens, you know, having the, the, the mutual friends, you kind of just start paying attention to people that you wouldn't normally pay attention to. And it's like, okay, cool. I, I like what's going on here. Look at this aesthetic. This is 1985 at its best. And there's me. There's Drew. Fucking Drew. Look at the hair, the bangs, the aquanet pink. Yeah. The neon colors, the spandex. I fucking love this. Everything about it. There's Look at Ginger. It. Ginger in all her fucking glory. Okay, chill out. <laughs> Murder size. Guys, what is this? Oh, oh I was going to show you this. Yeah, this, this right here. This is what this all harkens back to. 
This is fucking Olivia Newton-John. I can't play yeah. the audio because I'll, I'll like, get it. Get let's fucking... get physical, Look at that. Right? Jessa, you wish you had cake like that. You I wish. <laughs> I would just get a machine like that just to wiggle it. <laughs> right? Set up, the, set up that ring light in the camera. Fucking Olivia <laughs> Newton-John. What the hell, man? This is, this is going to be probably my most anticipated indie film of the year. And it's going to come out early 2023, I think. I maybe maybe a little bit later than early 2023. But when it does come out, I'm fucking there. Can't yeah. wait to see it. So, Jessa, before we slide off into the gag reels, do you have any final thoughts uh, before we end this thing? Uh, not really. <laughs> Just check me out neither. my stuff. Check out what I have to offer. And if you're a director, hit me up. I'd like to continue to do more acting because it's a lot of fun for me to pretend to be other people. I don't know if that's like a like a trait of like my sociopathy or what, but it's a lot of fun to pretend like you're someone else. So hire me, check out my work, support me, be a friend, be a friend. You know, there's a word for that. It's called identity theft. Okay. Don't get mixed up in shit like that. But no. guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Slasher Sports Cinema. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends, visit Jess's links in the description, support indie film, but as always, go forward and may you drink the blood of your enemies from the skulls of their children.